What's up, everybody? Welcome to Aces Wild, a Wild Aces fan podcast. I'm your host, Jose Ruckus, a.k.a. the world's number one Wild Aces fan. We got a good one for you today, guys. This is going to be a good episode. I can feel it. Got a lot of energy in the Zoom room right now. I got two amazing guests for you today. Cesar Torres, McKenna May, the two people behind one of my favorite gaming shows on the internet right now, Patch Notes. I was going to say, you could tell it's going to be a great show because as soon as you started introducing it, McKenna and I just looked at each other. We started making each other laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're on Zoom and we're on camera. Nobody can see this, which is a shame. But it's already off to a great start before we get started. How are you doing? Thanks for having us on. Thanks for coming on. I mean, we this is sort of, we, we kind of had to pull an emergency one here. My co-host is sick. And I was like, hmm, who can I come bring in on the Aces Wild podcast? I was like, well, I need I need two extremely funny people, two people I vibe with, and two people I know who have been watching the FCF games. So I brought in two, since I started the podcast. And nobody was available. Yeah, no, none. I mean, none of Matt Batson nobody. wasn't available. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jerdy is doing a uh, an Instagram live with Instagram Travis, live with who were the yeah. other two guys I was going to ask. And then I was like, you know what? Understandable. Caesar and McKenna are probably good enough. Nah. Thank you. Thank you. They got yes. nothing going on at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. So let, let's do some introductions. Let's let's let some people meet you guys. Caesar, tell us about yourself. Hi. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, hi, my name is Cesar. Um, I host a video game show called Patch Notes, and I, I stream sometimes. But other than that, like I don't know anything about sports until the FCF. The FCF is the first thing I started watching that really got me excited about football. <laughs> so it's really serendipitous that um, I ended up here, and I ended up being really good friends with Josh here. So. <laughs> McKenna, how about you? Give us a little introduction. Hi. Hello, I am McKenna. I edit the this patch notes. Um, I pop up from time to time. And I also don't know anything about football until the <laughs> F- FCF. And I've been bugging everyone that does know football about what things mean. And it's great. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. This has been one of my favorite things about the FCF. Uh, I talked about it with, I think, Jerdy's dad when we had him on last week was that... Um, I like seeing how many people who don't know anything about football are getting into it, and they're like, like we're actually getting into it too. Like they're actually really interested. Like it, it was very much. I thought it was going to be like, oh, kind of funny's doing this thing, and people will be there, but they're mostly going to be there for the jokes and the whatever. And like you go into the chat, and it's people like very loudly voicing their opinions about what plays we need to get and why this is a good running back versus this mm-hmm. one and stuff. I'm really surprised by the community's response to the whole thing. Yeah, it's very interesting how much the Kind of Funny community has latched onto it, but also other communities. People that have nothing to do with Kind of Funny at all, like Austin Eckler's community. Or not just even that. Yeah, but like people that just see the FCF and they're like, "Um, I like that color scheme more. I'm going to go with that team. And then they get into it too. That was the funniest thing about when we had Greg on the show. I was like, Greg, there's actually people here who don't know who you are. That's super weird. (laughs) That shouldn't be the case, but it is. Um, so let's get into it. We had a really exciting week four. Um, we're locked for playoffs. We're going in with a number two seed, going at a two and two record. It should be a four and zero record. We all know that the Wild Aces are really in the only leaderboard that matters, which is the one that Jose Ruckus keeps in his head. Mm-hmm. We are a four and zero team. Oh, we got absolutely. screwed by the refs. 
We got screwed by our coaches. Our coaches did not use the onside kick with five seconds left, which would have given us an easy win. Doesn't matter. Didn't they change that rule between games? They did. But that doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> so, week four, we match up against our rivals, the Glacier Boys. And, of course, we beat them again because there's nothing that they can do about it. They suck. Um, oh, yeah. They've never had a chance at beating us. We have a much better team than theirs. Um, I don't want to talk about any of the, the players necessarily because I like all the guys in the league, to be honest. Kalen Campbell's on their team. Kalen Campbell, of course, led us to a victory week one against the Glacier Boys. I have nothing but kind words to say about Kalen Campbell other than he needs to stop jumping on his head when he goes into the end zone. Seems unsafe. Oh, no. Um, uh, Andrew Jamil is an incredible wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Um, very very shifty crafty guy i think i um, highlight him as one of the top guys who's going to come out of this league hopefully make it into the nfl he's been playing amazingly he just plays for a really bad team and that's not his fault it's unfortunate uh, really so f's in chat. <laughs> chat please f's in chat for jamil oh, yeah. um what's really interesting here is that um, a lot of people were worried about bringing egg crouch back uh, th- there was a lot of debate between going between Ed Crouch and Braden Smith. Braden Smith actually has continued to play decently, over over overperforming in my opinion. But um, you know, I I still see some flaws there. But when combined, Jerdy and Ed Crouch have never lost a game playing together. That's pretty impressive. Okay, now they're yes. both wins against the Glacier Boys, which are easy wins. Everybody knows it, but. <laughs> I mean, Cesar, you watched the whole, you watched pretty much the whole game, right? Yeah. So what do you think about that combo of the Jerdy, the really finesse passing quarterback, and uh, you know, Crouch, the more like running style quarterback? I think it's very like you said, they haven't lost a game together, but it's because only two games that they played were against the Glacier Boys. Exactly. So it could just be against them. I think people need to utilize that more because we've I've seen all the games and. I was watching kind of funny streams a lot, and they would always be like, run, let's run, let's run, let's run, run. And it's like, but Jerdy's a passing quarterback. Like, you know, we need to use his arm more. Like, you know, so I think we're kind of like, as a community, we're kind of like getting that idea that Jerdy is better at passing. So I feel really optimistic for the playoffs, which are next week, right? Yes. Uh, For us to like start, especially because Crouch is on our team for next week, right? Uh, mm-hmm. to I really hope that we're just going to throw a lot of passes and hopefully mm-hmm. that just goes well for us. That's one of the things I really like about Crouch is he is, um, a lot of the quarterbacks in this league are very cut and run. They Within mm-hmm. two seconds, they're running or not. They're passing yeah. or they're running. They make that decision almost immediately. That's not the case with Ed Crouch. Ed Crouch will sit back in the pocket and he'll wait for the play to break down because it is like, hey, he can pick up five yards here. He can pick up seven yards here. Or he can wait and score a touchdown. And that's exactly what we saw him. His connection with Jeremiah Houston, the tight end, is insane. That guy keeps scoring touchdowns, and most of it is because that's one of Ed Crouch's go-to guys. So a lot of people were panicking when he's not breaking off to run. But, I mean, he's waiting to make a play, and he does very often make plays. He's been extremely uh, successful on our team. Um, You mentioned a lot of people trying to call quarterback runs and stuff when Jerdy's in the game. And that's actually one thing I was talking with Jerdy about on Twitter and stuff is we need to stop doing that. That is not a good idea. Jerdy can run. He got a rushing touchdown this week, but that is not yeah. his game. And it, the way he got shoved into that wall scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Especially <laughs> with that. Yeah. I don't want him to lose both arms. <laughs> Seriously. 
Um, the one play specifically that we have now called twice for Jerdy, um, one that got a touchdown, one that almost saw him like break his neck, is uh, OG JP Power. Do not call this play when Jerdy's in the game. If you're listening to this, please <laughs> let everybody know. Stop calling this play. It's off the menu while Jerdy is in the game. Just 100%. Greg, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you are listening, do not tell Stream to vote for this one. Yes, it 100%. This is this is the second time that we have misread a play and called one. I mean, it worked because nobody was expecting Jerdy to run right and get that touchdown. But, yeah, I mean, we, it just needs to be off the menu. We got we got to stop doing it. Um, we saw Galloway, Ladarius Galloway, our franchise quarterback, really fed in this game. Whole bunch of whole bunch of rushing yards. But Kenny, no. you got some stats about uh, you got some I stats about Galloway. I found the touchdowns. I have the stats. <laughs> She's got stats. Let's let's get into them. How many how many touchdowns let's, did Ladarius Galloway? Tell, take me back to the Saturday. Give me the stats, McKenna. According to news.fcf.io, um, Galloway had three touchdowns, 105 yards, and 13 attempts. I don't know what most of that means, but that's what the thing says good job good job, good job. Uh, you did that, great. that is incredibly impressive um if if oh. if we if you knew more about the stats we could have had you break them down a little bit more but you know I'm what so that's all we need um how about you break them down you know how about you i mean yeah so how many touchdowns do you say we have here three three and then uh total yards 105 105 and attempts 13 13 attempts 105 yards on 13 attempts that's that's pretty ridiculous so that means he was he was averaging eight yards a carry, which is almost a first town every time he touches the ball. Oh um, wow! Oh. So yeah, hey, how about how about we just keep feeding Ladarius Galloway? Galloway, yeah, seems like That's... a pretty good plan. Yes, that sounds very good. Um, man, that man's a freaking unit. Or <laughs> one of the scarier things that we saw in this game was Daryl Vergie's. Um, he kind of got injured. Um, it looked really oh, bad. Yeah. He came down on his knee while somebody was also coming down on his ankle in a very awkward position. Um, I thought it might have been, you know, the worst thing possible. We, uh, we were looking at an ACL tear. But I'm really happy to announce he is good to go. He is healthy. He will be playing this weekend. Yay. I'm so happy about that. I hate seeing people get hurt on the football field. Um, it's just, it's awful. It's the worst thing about the sport. Yeah, it's scary. It's very like it's a very impact contact sport. People were running really fast. Like, you know, thankfully it's a shorter field, so like the injuries are not as grave, you would hope, but it still could be something really bad. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the big problems here is that wall is so close to the field. Yep. We've seen it that with the issue with Jury separating his shoulder, getting slammed again into the wall this week. Um, there's no room for the guys to really like um, start to slow their momentum. Um, especially if you look at what would typically be arena football, the wall is much shorter. So if you hit the wall, you can go over the wall, flip over, and that uh, takes off a lot of your momentum. You're mm-hmm. you're less likely to get hurt. But going full speed into that wall, that's it's pretty dangerous. Um, it is the reality of the situation we're facing with the pandemic and whatnot. The infinite energy arena is the only place that they could really get into, and it's it's just the nature of the arena. Hopefully, this isn't a problem next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we also broke the onside kick rule this week. <laughs> uh, we saw the beasts start to exploit this last week where it felt like the zappers never got the ball back in the second half and the beasts just ran away with it. Um, going towards the end of the first half, the aces were down. We scored a touchdown. We called for the ball back. 
we made it. I believe that was the play where uh, Jerdy threw a deep ball, looked like it was going to be a touchdown pass, obvious pass interference, we got the ball back, scored, went into the second half, uh, we got the ball back immediately, scored, got the ball back, scored, we scored four touchdowns, uh, back to back to back to back, um, never seen anything like it in football, the game got out of hand very, very fast, I don't know why we even gave the ball back, because then the other team, the Glacier Boys, they started using the onside kick rule, and it very quickly just became, you know, make it, take it, just go until somebody misses, um, this was a rule that was changed in between the games because it's obviously busted. It's pretty easy to get 10 yards in this league. Uh, McKenna, you said you had the stats on uh, how many onside kicks there were in this game. Can you give them to oh me? Oh my please? gosh. There are. There were six separate onside kicks um, and four <laughs> were successful. Question, what makes a successful onside kick? Okay, yeah. This is actually a pretty good chance to go into this now, because um, now, I, I know what an onside team. kick is. I, I know what an onside kick is. There's so many onside kicks. So 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 many onside kicks. I mean, you've I've, seen a million of them. I've, a million of them. Yes. I've had so All many onside kicks. You've I've kicked so many. Kicks. You've kicked many. So many of them, onsides. I've kicked you've so received, many onsides. Received so many of the. Onsides. But for the people Successful. listening that don't know, could you please explain what an onside kick is? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's get into it. So typically in a, a classic football game. It's actually great that we're going into this because Wild Aces fans had not seen this. I mean, because a lot of these guys, they don't watch the second game of the night. So a lot of these guys hadn't seen an onside kick yeah. until this week. Um, what it, in, in a typical football game, if you wanted to re- retain possession, because you're scoring a touchdown, the other team gets the ball, they score a touchdown. If you miss and the other team scores, it feels like you're down permanently, right? So there has to be a way for you to score and then keep get the ball back. That would be an onside kick in a normal football game, which is you kick a short pass once the ball goes 10 yards. It's free for anybody to grab it. So you kick that short distance, you run up, you grab the ball, you retain possession. It's incredibly hard in the NFL. Um, There's, I mean, less than five completed onside kicks in a season. Like it is a extremely uncommon thing, especially these days. Um, It's just the, the speed and the nature of the sport these days, onside kicks are nearly impossible. Um, in this league, since there is no kicking, instead what it is, is you get your ball on your own five-yard line. You can then go for it. It's fourth and ten, so you only have one play to get ten yards. It actually might even be 15 in this league. I kind of forget about that because, again, we it's kind of nebulous, and we usually get 50 yards on them anyway, so it kind of <laughs> doesn't matter. So you have that one play to get that down. If you get that play... You retain possession. If you don't, the other team gets the ball on the 10-yard line. Um, it is, it's intended to be a high-leverage play, right? Because if you do not succeed, the other team has a... They're on the 10-yard line. That's an automatic score. The problem became that once you're up, the way the Wild Aces were, multiple scores, sure, Give them, the, give them the touchdown. We're up three touchdowns, so might as well, right? It's literally a no-lose situation for you because they're going to use um, time of possession. Who holds the ball is one of the um, usually one of the most um, related factors to winning. Whoever holds the ball the longest almost always wins. So if you give your that team that short amount of distance to score, they're essentially giving up time of possession, right? And then you get the ball back at the end, and you have all that time to rack up and run the clock out. So, I mean, we saw it. It was obviously a broken rule. It needs to be fixed. 
what they did was that they uh, they changed the rule in between games so that Cards. you can only go for an onside kick if you are down. It is now it's a way for you to catch up. That's it. They did put up in, now that that in between games is over and that quick rule change was done. They put up a new vote where it's, you can go for it. It's only available in the second half, and if you're down, and I believe what it's going to be, it's only available in the last ten minutes of the second half, mm-hmm. and only if you're down. I believe that is the rule that's winning right now, which I think is pretty smart. I like it. This is being voted on right now, you said? Yeah, yeah. So you can pull up your app. You can go vote on it. I recommend it. Um, I think any of the options are pretty good. As as long as it is not, you can just go for an onside kick at any point in the game. I think it's a good rule change for the league. Um, as much as I like the make it take it football that we were playing, it was extremely exciting. You could tell the offense and the defenses were getting pretty worn out, just going back, <laughs> never being able to step off the field. Um, it just kind of as fun as it was. It did create a bit of a game balance problem and it made the game a little less entertaining to watch if you weren't a Wild Aces fan. So I'm happy for this change. I think it's going to be better for the league. Um, I think that's a pretty good summary of, um, you know, the game, what we did in week four. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the playoff matchup. We don't know who we're facing. The Beasts get to vote. They're voting right now. We're going to find out, I hope, tomorrow who we're going to be facing in the playoffs. <gasps> I'm so excited. Um, in news for the other game, you know, uh, the Zappers continue to try to buy a championship. They brought in Josh Gordon. He caught a couple touchdowns, including the game-winning Hail Mary. Um, what's a kind of bigger news is Quentin Flowers from the Beasts. Um, he's was presumptive MVP of the league right now. Started cramping really bad in the second half. Uh, had to be pulled off for a couple drives. Tried to hydrate up. Looks like it might have been a hydration issue. I heard somebody say that he had gotten some kind of cramping problems early on in the season. But I don't really remember that. Um, what was, I think, the most interesting part about it was we all know that Quentin Flowers is one of the things that makes him so deadly is his ability to run. He's super fast. Um, once that ability was taken away from him, the beast's offense completely fell apart. Um, they had an extremely hard time um, scoring. The passes became super inaccurate, including some interceptions. Um, I mean, if we face the Beasts in playoffs, I kind of hope Quentin Flowers starts cramping. It seems like that is a pretty good strategy to beat them. Yeah, yeah, sure. Cramp them up, you know? Well, that kind of sums it up for week four. One of the best weeks of the FCF so far. Um, that Wild Aces Glacier Boys game, with even with all the problems we have with the onside kicks and all that stuff, I think it was the most entertaining game that I've seen so far in the league. Um, super high scoring. Uh, both teams got into the 50s. What was it, McKenna? Like a total of like 105 points or something? There were 108 points. That is an FCF record. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just insane. It was just you know, it was a slugfest back and forth. Um, I believe we won by four points, which is a lot closer than I would have wanted. We missed a lot of two-point conversions, unfortunately, but we also scored a whole lot of touchdowns. So, like, you know, more attempts, more misses are probably going to happen in there. Um, What did you think of the game, Cesar? I thought, and this is just like an overall of, like, every FCF game 
which is like four. Um, every every FCF game I've seen is better than any NFL game I've ever seen, even the Super Bowl, just because like they're so fast paced and they're so exciting. But it's also like I don't know. There's this weird sense of like nobody really knows what's going on because they're still building the league. So it's like I think Eric was talking about this with McKenna. It was like, yeah, somebody that knows football is like a step ahead of like the average viewer but even then they're still adding rules they're still changing things up that it's very exciting to see what happens next like how they change it like we're all learning this together and so i don't know the last game was very exciting especially because we were watching it in the discord and you know it's that our rival the glacier boys was really tense for a while uh, but then after a while, it wasn't really that tense because it was like, yeah, we're in the lead. Who cares? Yeah, I think we were up like <laughs> we're 20 just... at one point. Yeah, it was yes. really bad. <laughs> but um, overall, I thought it was a great game. Even yeah. like the games that we lost, I thought were really fun. Yeah. Just because they were like, there's a lot of a lot at stake. McKenna, you're also super new to the sport. What did you oh, think of the yes. game you saw? Um, I thought it was really exciting, like the, in particular this last week. Um, I missed the first half or so um i checked in at one point and we were down and then when i joined officially uh we were up like you mentioned 20 points and like wow i i missed a good chunk and we're 50 to 30 now um so that was really cool i never thought i'd see a football game in the 50s before i'm i don't know if it's ever happened before but it um, has but it's not very common it's very rare it's very it's very rare yeah (laughs) um but it's just so exciting um i love learning so it's been fun learning how football works um and getting to ask questions and find out new things about how things work Basically, the uh, the FCF is designed to have very high scoring games, and it's working. I can tell. It's yeah. it's 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 working uh, very well. I mean, it I, it is one of these things where I feel like it appeals to a huge number of fans, right? You have people like me, a very hardcore NFL fan, and I've been showing it to some of my friends who are also, you know, pretty hardcore in the NFL. And really, once you get past that initial conceit, right, of that this is a weird league with weird rules, mm-hmm. if you just focus on the sport it's so much fun and there's so much cool stuff going on um i'm you know i'm i am a vocal critic of the league at times i feel like some of the rules have been inconsistent and i i haven't liked the way that they've handled things especially mostly on just a communication aspect um it always feels like they are answering questions after something comes out and not so much letting us know things before it happens that's always a bit of a problem but you see that across the board right i mean Mm -hmm. as kind of funny fans we know exactly what that feels like right where they announce something and it's like hey why didn't we know about this beforehand because Mm -hmm. this is kind of important yeah (laughs) yeah um but i mean that's that's something that hopefully in the future they get better at and they learn from yeah, there, there's definitely like a lot of like picking up where just shit f- happened to land, and they're like, oh, we need to deal with this, and we need to try to find a way to so the audience can understand it too. <laughs> like the interception, uh, not this week, but last week. Even like the announcers were like, that was clearly an interception. What's going on with the refs? Like, yeah, and it's hard because they're in the bubble. It's hard to like get new refs because then they they would have to quarantine. Mm-hmm. They by the time that they're good to go the old refs have already like 
the game the season's probably over by the time we would get new refs so it's like there, the refs are also it's a smaller team than they would in probably like to have just because it is you know we're operating on kind of a smaller budget than they would yeah. like to have and you know they've had to spend expenses in places that they weren't expecting to expend expenses into there's no way this bubble thing was cheap um mm-hmm. and yeah so especially because they're in georgia and not las vegas like they were planning to yeah i mean sure they had contracts there all lined up i i was a bit fearful when week three happened with that game against the zappers i put it up on twitter i thought that wild aces zappers game was the worst game that we had seen so far and we mm. took a huge step back in terms of like there was like a 15 minute chunk 20 minute chunk where nobody had any idea what was going on mm-hmm. the refs weren't talking to the box the commentators didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. the players on the field i've talked to them they were confused about what was going on literally nobody understood what was happening and you know that was the joe montana situation which people were really upset about oh my it god it felt like we were watching a podcast instead of watching I, a football game i blame joe montana for that loss so much like i don't want to hear that man's name ever again god it was uh yeah week three felt that was the most that i had ever questioned in the league as a whole where it was just like oh. man we're taking a step backwards because it felt like week one to week two it was a huge leap forward things felt smoother things felt better and then we just kind of we were sprinting and just tripped and smacked and, our faces on the cement, right? And, like, that's the thing, too. Like, it's a new thing. You know, it's a proof of concept. Like, there are going to be hiccups, and it was about time before something fucked up really bad. Or can it cuss? Sorry. You know, know, you're the first person to say fuck on the podcast, but I always <laughs> mark the episodes as explicit. So, technically, okay, cool. totally okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I feel like I've been cursing a lot, and I just haven't censored myself. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> sorry uh coach erdman if you're listening uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah like there's bound to be a hiccup and whether it was like a small thing or a whole game that was messed up by just stuff hitting the fan like it was bound to happen so but like you said like last week was bad and yeah but i i feel like we we rallied back and they came back even harder this week like mm-hmm. I said, I think this was the best game so far. Um, I really enjoyed it. And even the, the Zappers-Beasts game was pretty damn good. I, was, I enjoyed the really hell cool. out of it. We uh, we streamed that on uh, my channel, and <laughs> we all hung out together and watched it. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the quality of the game. What did you, like, how do you feel about... Are you like confused a lot, McKenna, about what's going on because of how up in the air things are? Uh, yes, um many reasons i'm confused one i don't know how any of the positions work as far as i'm concerned they're just running around catching a ball um i know there are plays happening um but i'm i'm slowly starting to understand as i watch more um and learn more um and it's coming together slowly but surely um and also like the whole thing of it being a new thing with new rules and various rule changes between games like yeah learning experience what what's some stuff that you guys would like to see from the league because i mean we hear this a lot we you know me and coach erdman talked about it we did like a whole segment on it and me and my brother talked about it as football fans like the things that we want to see from the league right but it's actually kind of interesting to say like if you're not a football fan what do you want to see from the league right because they're appealing to you just as much as they're appealing to us mckenna looks like you have something you might want to say (laughs) 
Yeah, I was going to divert to McKenna first because I need to think on that one. <laughs> oh my God. I feel, I, I don't know. It's like, for me personally, it's more like I just need to learn how things work. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, let's see. What? Oh God, I'm so sorry. I, I think for me, I think personally, the UI on the website, it's fine, but it could be better. Like it's really weird when you want to when you need to vote on stuff, but you need to like choose something to vote on first before you can see the list of categories to vote on. It's really weird. The uh, app, kind of, the app, the app, yeah. the app confuses me. It's like yeah. I don't know how it works. Well, I know the app is works. not available on my phone. Oh, it's not. It's, it's not available on my new phone. It's a Pixel Four A, and it's not available. I can't download it. We gotta get we gotta get a. <laughs> Patrick D's on that. Come on, Patrick. Come on. I know you're listening to this. Probably not. I don't know. You probably don't care. But like, come on. Who knows? If you're listening to this, tweet at me. Tweet a picture of a turtle at Caesar Towers. He could just tweet at you that he's listening. No, I want a picture of because that's proof that he's listening. Okay. Good point. Good point. Uh what I'm crazy. Um what would I like to see from the league? Um, I would like to get a free Wendy's burger. Just you're telling me, man. I mean, I keep saying Wendy's. <laughs> so please many... come on the show, Wendy's. <laughs> give me, give me Wendy's. a free burger or something. Wendy herself, um... come on the show. <laughs> tweet at Wendy's. Tell <laughs> Wendy's you want them to come on the show. Tweet, at, tweet Wendy's a picture of a turtle and see what they say. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to tweet at Wendy's a picture of a turtle. Tweet at Wendy's, but also make sure to tag me at Caesar Towers. at C E A S A R Towers. Wendy's know and that you're listening. A to picture podcast. of a turtle. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but what do I want to see from like genuinely? Less tags. I, I feel like I feel the same way about the tags. I feel like uh, it just takes away part of the f like fan controlledness. Like, sure, the owners can bring in their friends, but like maybe just one. Because I feel like there's too many tags that it feels like it's just I'm losing control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels like I'm... The drafts definitely don't feel as special anymore when there's so yeah. many tags going around. And which, it's kind of a shame because the, the drafts have been as fun as the, the games. Oh, yeah. The, the the draft days when we would hang out, it was just so much like, who are we going to pick next? Who is the team going to pick? There's just a lot of speculation. There's more speculation on the draft days than there is like the game day. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so much fun. But... I'm fine with having like one or two drafts. Like when I heard Jordy was going to be a part of our team, I was like, cool, that's my guy. That's the guy I can latch onto and be like, this is like, he's like the face of the team along with the coach. Um, I love this. I love that I have this constant. But when it's like every week we're getting a new person that like, I, I feel like I have no say in. <laughs> it, it gets yeah. hard. It gets hard. Um, and a lot of people have, I mean, we've, we've heard criticisms of the, the opposite. They want one draft, you keep that whole team throughout the entire uh-huh. year. And that just, mm-hmm. I was sort of speculative about how it was going to work at the beginning, where it's like, we're drafting every week. Are these guys ever yeah. going to connect? Are they ever going to mess together we, and stuff? We, we talked about this. I like the drafts because they put more focus on the player than the team. Mm-hmm. And especially if this is uh, what one of the founders, I think it was the founder, that said they think this is a stepping stone for them then having many drafts is very important mm-hmm. rather than just tags. Yeah, I mean, you look at what the tags, I mean, the drafts did for, like, Travis, right? Travis Toivonen, mm-hmm. Trav Daddy. We love Travis on this Oh, show. my God, that's another what one a, that hurts. What a guy. I, where it was, that was a dude we were high on, 
mm-hmm. then we decided, you know what, he didn't play very good. We're gonna ship him off, right? And it was like, yeah, if he, you know, we'll we'll be able to get him back eventually. And nope, he got franchise tagged and he's gone forever. Gone. And that was like, man, that really sucks. But like, one, we should have drafted him week two. I've said it a million times, but you know that it it feels kind of weird that that you know we never get a shot to get him back or anything like that, right? Yeah, because it's just immediately. Boom, it's also tag. weird that the that the audience tag is just between two people mm-hmm. and not amongst the whole lineup because then that really isolates a bunch of potential candidates yeah especially because like we can't tag things like tight ends right we can't go after jeremiah yeah. houston who's one of he has or, like, the most offensive reception line, which... touchdowns for the league I think you wanted the first tag to be like block party or something. Honestly, yeah. If we could have block, if we could have tagged anything, it's like give us block party every single year because we're taking them in the first round in every single draft. So you might as well let us tag them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, McKenna, is there anything else you want to see from the league? Okay, I you, you you talked about this last week with the one and only legend of the game, Coach. <laughs> legend of the game. Legend of the game, Coach Erdman. Um, about the the playbook thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to have because right now, can't you only decide between three plays? It's shifted a little bit now. We get like okay. two to three run plays depending on where we're at, and like three or four pass plays at a time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's so many different scenarios that happen. It'd be helpful maybe to have a bit more. I don't know. Um, once again, don't really know how football works, so maybe it's not a good idea. But like. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to have more than just three or I sort of agree. Whatnot. I think there are situations we find ourselves in where we want a specific play and it's just not yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually do think a lot of people were like immediately like, get rid of the coach overrides. We don't want those. Ah. Um, I kind of don't mind the coach override right now because we get such limited play options mm-hmm. and that coach has the entire playbook, right? So he can call a play okay. that's not even on our screen. If we get into those end zone situations and all we have are those deep routes, right? He can call Mm -hmm. crossing routes. He can call a run there that we don't have. So I'm kind of in favor of just like a small number, like one or two or half. And then like... But also didn't you say like the one time the Aces used a coached override, it didn't work? Yes, that is is what happened. Um, (laughs) So maybe, maybe... Maybe we should punish Coach Jinx if it doesn't work. <laughs> hey, Leo Maloney's got great pants, okay? Um, I love his hair. God. Um, I don't know. Probably something else I would like to see is just I want them to fill out the rule book more. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a little too empty. And I know as time goes on, they're going to keep filling it in. But there are just some things that should already be in there, <laughs> you know? Or at least that we should just have a better understanding of. There shouldn't be so much that's just up in the air and it's like... Especially for people like me and McKenna that don't really know football and really want to get an understanding. Because I know McKenna will read through that rule book if there's a lot of stuff in it. I'll print it it out and highlight it. Yeah. So it's like... (laughs) like You said it's a very bare bones rule book. Like it's something that could be explained in a PowerPoint or something. Like that... Yeah. I don't know. Um... We saw uh, this week. We saw like the most power ups, where like each team was given access to all the power ups oh, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you guys feel about that? Because I mean, I continue to really dislike the idea of the power play. I, I think it was the second game where they just kept flipping the field. Yeah, maybe put a mm-hmm. limit on that. <laughs> maybe just, <laughs> but like, I I don't mind the power ups because it's something new. 
but maybe just have a limit of to how many a team can use. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, at this time, they just they all feel too good to me. Right, the fact that the power play lasts an entire series. Also, just like the power play doesn't look good because all that happens is now that the quarterback just gets to stand there in the backfield and nothing happens. That's mm-hmm. not appealing to most football fans, right? Somebody's going to turn that on and just see that, and it's going to be like, that looks stupid, that there's just a guy standing there. That's not mm-hmm. what football looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. McKenna, do you have any thoughts about power plays or uh, power-ups in general? Um, I think they add an interesting spin on the game. Isn't there one power-up that like takes away a player at one point? Yeah, Is that's that the, the, pa- the power play. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Okay, then. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, I, 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 they're fine. Maybe, yeah. Like, like you said, put a, put a limit on it. Yeah. yeah, I. There's there there's a certain thing as like too much power, uh, but certainly for sure, hands down, I need more flow in my life. <laughs> the the she, flow overlays like what the she hell was she was that? there for me when nobody else was. And she was there. It was the best when she would pop up. I think <laughs> this is the... not sponsored by Progressive or Wendy's in <laughs> no. any way, but the FCF yes. is apparently. But it could yeah. be. It could be. But it could be. Flo, exactly. Wendy's, come on the show. Flo, come on Flo, the show. If you're, Flo, if you're listening, tweet at me a picture of a turtle. <laughs> um, I think one of the other huge criticisms is just the amount of non-related football talk going on during the 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 game right where it's just like always you're watching your screen and there's one guy on the right side and there's one guy on the left side and you got this little stamp of a football game going on and it's just like what that's the, the other thing they even that's the other thing about? no more interviews during the game i don't care even if it's greg miller i don't give a shit i don't care if joe montana is the greatest football player of all time I'm not here to watch Joe Montana. I'm here to watch football. I was like, it's so weird for me to say that. My, my sister's probably in the other room freaking out saying, like, he wants to watch football. It's like, yeah, I don't care about Joe Montana. It's like, it's just like so much. I don't, I don't think they realize what we want out of the ownership yeah. in that regard, right? Because they keep doing it as like, hey, Joe Montana is going to be on commentary. It's like, if he's on commentary, that's really cool. Bring him I want him in to commentate on the game. Yeah, talk about the game. Don't just sit there and interview him. Like I, I know who Joe Montana is. I don't need <laughs> to do an interview. But, hey, Joe, tell us about playing for the 49ers. Like, I read the blind side. I know what it was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I want less of that. I want more. Or if the, if the owners are going to be there, have them make it entertaining. Like, you know, Greg, people hate Greg, but he makes it fun. He, he's mm-hmm. a heel for a reason because he knows people like it or hate it, and they it give, make makes them feel something. Mm-hmm. It has and made us something the most hated it. team in the FCF, oh, and that's great, great yeah. because then there's engagement, <laughs> whether you like it or not. It's working, and so when he gets on there, he's talking shit. He's not talking about his history. He's talking to the other hosts or the other owners, being like, "What's wrong? With, why aren't you doing more for your fans or whatever?" And it's because it works. There's engagement there. Absolutely. I agree 100%. This has been a great talk. I really enjoyed getting the 
new fans perspective on the FCF, bringing in new kinds of people into the football world and stuff. I really, really like it. It's one of my favorite things about this league. So. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been a fan of football my whole life. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you're, I, mean I, mean, I, I was talking footballs. about McKenna. McKenna's oh, yeah. new football. You're No, no McKenna's even better than all of us. She, she, I was at she the, was the first back. Super Bowl. Green Bay Packers won. <laughs> Take me I back. Think. It's true. It's true. Who, who, do you, who, who are they playing against? The other Joe team. Montana. <laughs> Montana, yeah. It was it was Joe the Green Montana. Bay Packers versus Joe Montana. A poor man just and the poor man just out there by himself. <laughs> well man, th- talk th- about that next time, Joe Montana. How about that? Then it'll be interesting. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Um this is awesome. I always love talking to you guys. Um Tell the people about Patch Notes, man, because I love Patch Notes and more people uh, need to be watching Patch Notes. So I was going to do this on the Optimistic Underdog podcast, but I didn't do it. I want McKenna to explain Patch Notes. I really... Okay, so Patch Notes. Let me tell you about Patch Notes. Patch mm-hmm. Notes is a short form gaming video, uh, video games, news, yep. sh- video on YouTube, <laughs> uh, usually under 15 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's great. And we talk about mm-hmm. all the gaming news you need to know about. There you go. I'm your, not your host. <laughs> Caesar is your host. <laughs> I'm just there. I edit. It's and a really good cool. show. I, Thank I'll, you. I'll, I appreciate I'll, it. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay I'll, do, I'll do the role. I'll do the role. Uh, Patch Notes is a video game news show. Uh, we keep it under 15 minutes because we know you have a busy week. You don't have time for like hours and hours of video game news. And... It's basically a time to hang out, relax, and just have fun with your friends as we talk about video game news. And uh, it's so much fun. We talk about serious news, but we also talk about fun news. And for the fun news, McKenna pops in. And sometimes she's holding a banana. I hold so, bananas. Yeah. bananas okay. she likes- it's, it's a really, really good show. I really like it. As somebody who isn't a hardcore gamer, I don't care about the MPD numbers that Greg's always talking about on Kind of <laughs> yeah. Funny Games Daily. Yeah. I just want the big stories and I want the fun stuff. And that's exactly what the show is. I really, really like it. You guys go on the YouTubes. Look up, uh, look up look- Patch Notes. It's like linktr.ee slash patch notes or whatever. Or twitter.com slash patch notes vids. That's probably the easiest place to find us. Yes. Or and you can find me at Caesar Towers on Twitter. Um, Kenna, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Potterpants212. They're both really good follows. 100% recommend it. They're awesome. Um, another little bit of thing that you should pay attention to, Jose Ruckus is streaming now, and I'm an Woo! affiliate. That's Woo! right. I'm so proud of you, Josh. So Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. If you like the show, if you want to help support the show, the best way you can do it right now is go over to twitch.tv slash jose ruckus drop me a sub on twitch if you've got the twitch prime you've got a free sub and you can just give it to me and i get money and you it costs you nothing it's incredible and if you really are a big fan of the wild aces jose ruckus twitch.tv slash jose ruckus has got the best wild aces emote it's true it's true we got emotes we got emote it's really cool. Um, and if catch me. more people sub, you get more emotes. Yeah, we'll so, get more emotes. More intensive. You'll, you'll love it. Um, we're doing just kind of regular, just casual gaming. I'm playing Portal 2 right now. I just like to hang out. If you want to hang chat with me, we can talk about the FCF. We can talk about whatever you want, really. Just come hang out with me. Um, Saturdays after the Aces game or if it's good, you know, if we're facing the number one seed, 
before the Aces game, I'm going to be streaming the opposite game. So come hang out, watch mm. the game with us. That was a lot of fun last week. Uh, you'll really enjoy it. So yeah, twitch.tv slash Jose Ruckus. You can follow us, the show, at Aces Wild Pod on Twitter. Like, subscribe, give me the five-star rating, all that good stuff. Until next time, friends, stay wild.